ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Not Another Crappy Podcast. Hello guys and welcome to Not Another Crappy Podcast. This is episode 5 and in this episode we are going to be talking about my career on the Disney Cruise Line. Now this career wasn't a long career, it was only six months. But hopefully today there'll be no bad language, but just in case there is guys, this is a pre-warning, there might be some bad language. So if that's not to your taste, then you're probably best to switch off now. Otherwise, let's go. So, back in 2007, I decided to apply for a job working aboard Disney Cruise Line. Now, my prior experience of working with children was in 2004, I did Camp America, which was amazing. That'll probably be another another podcast, in all fairness, because there's so many stories, and it was such a highlight of my life. And it's something that I tell kind of everybody that I meet that I feel has the same kind of personality as me, or has that energy, has that confidence, has that kind of attitude of, I don't care if I look silly, I tell them to go do Camp America. Um, prior to that, I worked for a company called Playtopia, where I did um, children's parties, and I worked in a nurse, nursery, no I didn't, no, I worked in a nursery after Disney. So yeah, that, that was my previous working with children experience. So in 2007, well, in all fairness, it's probably 2006 that I applied. But in 2007, in the month of February, I got a job working aboard the Disney cruise ship, which was the Disney Magic. Now, I remember going for my audition, and there was loads of people there. Loads of people. It was in London. Loads of people. And in all fairness, I got chatting to this one girl. She was pretty hot as well, actually. She now works in Dubai and she's raking it in as a nanny. But there was a load of people that went for this job and not that many got it. I feel my personality shone through. Just because I'm quite confident, I don't care what other people think. So I don't mind standing up and making a fool of myself. And that's pretty much what I did so you have your interview but you have to you have to perform as well for the interview process so you have to perform almost like a game show or a program or you have to do something that entices the interviewers to almost see you working for their company and actually doing their programs aboard the ship and quite a lot of the people that got up they were just talking about past experiences that have had working with children and stuff from nurseries, schools, and so on. Whereas I'd done a game show, and straight away I've got my game show head on. As soon as I stand up, it's a stage for me. It doesn't matter where I am. Once I'm in kind of that zone, that's it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the game show. My name is Bradley Smith, and I am your host. And that was it. I switched on straight away. And in all fairness... I kind of smashed it. The game show was really good and they loved it. 
had me interview, my interview was okay. I wouldn't say it was amazing. My game show was amazing. My presentation of it was really good. It didn't take me long either. They were like, okay, we've seen enough. You can see it back down. My interview wasn't that great, but they left you waiting ages. I was thinking, oh, I haven't got it, I haven't got it. And they offered me the job. And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to work for Disney. The biggest company in the world. Bear in mind, as a child, I went to Disneyland, Florida twice. I was so lucky. As children growing up, um, we didn't have much. We never had any branded clothing, like any. I'm talking like I went to school in like fake air bubble trainers that were called Nicks. Um, I had like, holes in my trousers. I had like jack ups. I had like the Michael Jackson look going on. Um, like my mum's friend, well, my second mum, she like cut my hair and she wasn't a hairdresser. Um, we didn't have a lot of money. In all fairness, part intake because. Um, my mum was almost like a single mum, but that's a whole nother podcast, um, but we went away, my dad paid for us to go to America, to go to Florida, we always had holidays, so we was very lucky in that aspect, other children, they had all designer labels and stuff, but they didn't go away, whereas we went away, I went to Florida twice as a child, like, I look back now, and I'm like, I was so lucky, like, so, so lucky to do that. Like, cost loads of money. So, yeah. So, I had a big affiliation with Disney anyway. I loved it. I loved the fact that when you're at Disney, you, you're you at Disney. You don't care about the news that's going, going along around the rest of the world. You don't care that there's probably stabbings, that there's probably a, a war going on, because you are in Disney, you are in that zone, everything is magical, the rest of the world is shut out, it's almost like they're in a big bubble, once you're in a Disney, you know you're safe, and it's just a magical feeling, and I got a job with this huge company, me, little old Bradley from Essex has got a job with Disney, I couldn't believe it, so I had to have my hair cut and stuff. I had to wait a little while for me to have a spot to go on the ship. Um, had to say my goodbyes. By the time I was renting a house with my mates, so I gave that up. Said my goodbyes to people. Um, at the time I was dating a girl as well, said my goodbyes to her. Made sure I got my white trainers, plain white trainers as well, part of the Disney look. Um, wasn't allowed a beard or anything, so I had to shave. I had to have my hair a certain way. Not allowed tattoos, which was lucky, because at the time I had none, apart from one on my back. But none compared to now, anyway. And off I went. And I remember, because I recently split up with an ex, who, at the time I adored, and I tried getting her back so many times. And she didn't want to know. Which kind of led me to look for a job abroad. Because I couldn't get over her. I just could not physically, emotionally get over this girl. And I thought, what am I meant to do? I thought the best option for me is to go abroad. To go abroad, forget about my worries, turn my back on everything. So I applied for Disney. And I remember my dad taking me to the airport and this girl texted me. 
this girl texted me begging not to go because she realised that actually she wanted to be with me. And it was such great satisfaction to say no. I've been chasing this girl for like six months. Been sending her flowers, been calling her up. Like, at one point she tried getting a guy to beat me up just because I was on her case. Like, I love this girl. And it, it was a terrible breakup. Hence why I decided to go abroad. And I remember being in my dad's, he had a Mitsubishi, it's a four by four. I remember being in it, and she texted me. I said to my dad, look, she's texted me. I went, it's too late. I said, my, said my goodbyes to my dad, and off I went. I remember seeing the ship for the very first time, looking up, thinking, holy crap. It's huge. Until you kind of see a ship, you, you wouldn't be able to understand how big it actually is. But prior to seeing the ship, so when you go there, you have your induction and stuff with Disney, you talk about the company, you get to go to the Disney parks. It was amazing, like, absolutely amazing. It was in like dreamland almost. Like you got to go to the parks for nothing. Like you're getting paid to go to the parks and to experience Disney and to experience actually what Disney is about and how the cast members are to the guests. And they're guests, they're not customers, they're guests. They're part of a family as a guest. You welcome them into your home. And it was amazing. And then I had to wake up crack of dawn and board the ship. I remember just, it's pitch black. I remember just looking up, thinking, wow. Like, wow. And the girl that I transitioned with was a girl called Debbie. She was from England as well. But in all fairness, when I say she was a bit of a drip, in all fairness, she was a bit of a drip. Um, she, There was just no personality about her. And I kind of looked at her like, how the hell did you get this job? Like, she kind of had nothing about her. And I was like, she's not going to last. She's not going to last. I think she lasted like a month. And then she actually left because she couldn't handle it. But I'd done my transition with her. And I loved it. I wanted to get to work straight away. Like After my first day, you kind of you kind of knew almost what was expected of you. Don't get me wrong. I think it was like four, I want to say four days you had of training. And you had somebody that showed you around. The person that showed us around was a guy called Ari. He was from Argentina. Such a nice guy. A really nice guy. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was talking about. He gave you confidence. He let you kind of... Not not go for it as in he's going to leave you alone. But he was kind of watching from the background to make sure you're doing everything right and stuff. But he was really good. And my transition was... It was good, but I just wanted to get out there. I wanted to get out there and work. So I wanted to do programs. So... Obviously, it's Disney, so everything is for the children. And they do programs. So the programs are just to keep the kids entertained whilst we're in the sea. And some of the programs are like Flubber, Cookies, Pirates, Disney Game Show. They're really good programs, and they spend a lot of money on these programs. Because in all fairness, the holiday is quite expensive. But I loved it. Past my induction, 
flying colours. I was like, let's do this. Got to see some amazing countries. Like, amazing places. Uh, at first, we just toured pretty much America. Key West oh, in Florida is amazing. I loved it. Port Canaveral. Going to Target. Oh, it was just so good. So, so good. But it was tough. It was tough. I was just luckily, lucky enough. That I was young at the time, so I had energy. Because we had no sleep. We had no sleep. After you finished work, you'd have like a little power nap, and then you'd be out drinking. You'd be out drinking, going to the crew bar. And you'd work, I think it was like 12 hours, 12 hour shift like every day. You'd obviously have a break where you could get dinner and literally you'd munch down your dinner so quick that you could then have a power nap. Oh my God, power naps there were amazing. Like you could sleep for like half hour, but that was it. You were then energised again like to tackle the rest of your shift. But you needed those sleeps. And the crew bar, whoo. People you meet aboard a ship is so diverse. You meet people from all different countries, all different walks of life. Argentinians, Portuguese, Brazilians, Mexicans, English, Irish, Scottish, Americans, Mauritius. There were so many people. I made so many good and close connections and close friends. It was an amazing time in my life. It was so, so good. But it was difficult, it was hard, it was tough. For people thinking, oh man, that sounds like a proper good laugh, sounds like a bit of me. Go for it, but it's difficult. It's not as easy as it seems. You make amazing friends, amazing friends. I met one of my best friends for life. Still talk to him now. And we met in 2007. So I was in a cabin with a guy called Edson. And if you've listened to the podcast already, then you would know a little bit about Edson. From, oh my God, there's blood on the walls. Story. Um, Edson was Brazilian. He was, he was camp as anything, but he was, he was such a nice guy. And he still works for the company now. Like, he's an absolute soldier. And he doesn't age. Does not age whatsoever. He still looks exactly the same now. You're like, oh, what the hell are you drinking? Blood? Like, it looks amazing. So I was living with him at first. And then I remember we had a party by the anchor. Yeah, yeah anchor party it was. And there was this new guy that came on called Craig. He was a Scottish guy. We, we, we like chatted a little bit, but it was it was nothing major because he was in a different age group to me. I was in the eight nines, and he was in, I want to say three fours. He might have been in five sevens, but I was in the eight nines. And um, yeah, we just met at this party, and I was grinding up and down him because I knew he was gay, and we just kind of connected. We hit it off, um, and we built up a really good close relationship. And then that was it. That was kind of my drinking buddy. And then, then came Ali. Ali was an Australian girl. I spoke about her as well in the pod before. She was the big show. 
met her, and there was this guy called Mario. Mario's a Mexican guy. He still works on the ships. He doesn't work for Disney anymore. I believe he works for Royal Caribbean still. And he's been there quite a while. He was an amazing guy as well. And that was kind of our close, a close-knit unit. And then we had a girl called Roxanne. She came in as well, South African girl. And that was kind of a little pod. So we always used to go out and always used to drink. And we drunk a lot, like a lot. So me and Craig had a really good connection and hit it off straight away. So I put in for a, a transfer request. So just to go into a different room. Because at the time, Craig didn't have a roommate. So I thought, ah. Oh. Excuse me, having a little yawn now. So I put, ah. Oh. Oh, I'll go with him. So I picked my transfer request. Edson wasn't happy at the time, in all fairness. But moved in with Craig, and it was amazing. Like, amazing. We had such good laughs, and I felt so comfortable with him. And as I said, we become best mates. Like, some of the stuff we got up to was fucking crazy. At times, like when I wanted to leave, he kind of put his arm around me and said, look, it'll be all right. When I left, he then hated it. And then when I came back after my first contract, he was like, oh, I better have you again. Like, otherwise, I don't want to come back. Like, we had such a good, good bond. He is literally my brother from another mother. Like, I love the guy to bits. And without him in my life, my life would not be the same. So, yeah, we had some amazing parties. Now, unfortunately for me, my timekeeping isn't too great. So I was late on a ship. I lived where I worked and I was still late. So I got a warning. I was late again. So I got another warning. But this one, in all fairness, wasn't my fault. I was told a time that I was meant to start, so I stuck to that time. I then got a phone call from a guy called Adaldo who was a manager, so, hey Brad, you don't know, you're meant to start work, like a couple minutes ago, he's not Russian by the way, that's, that's just my accent, I think he does, but he's not Russian at all, I was like, no, 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 I, I start, I start like a little, like later on, no Brad, you are late, you need to get up here now, so that was it, I was straight up there as fast as I could, got there, and I got a warning for it, so that's your second warning, one more and you're out the door, and in all fairness, I could have appealed it. And managers told me, like, you know, you, you could appeal this and you could be all right. But I didn't appeal it. So that's my second warning. So the Disney Magic, they were the first cruise ship from the Disney fleet to come across over to the Med, over to Europe. And it was amazing. The sea days getting over, oh my word, so hard work. So hard work, because we lost an hour every day. And every day we lost an hour. It was so difficult to get up. And when we came over, they decided to do shore excursions. And us as youth activities staff were able to do the shore excursions. I remember doing one shore excursion. And I was, I was with some really nice guests... And I kind of all told them a time to be back. And I gave them a location and everything. 
said to them that you make sure you're all back here because I've kind of got to can you off. But you know, you guys get to go and, and do what you want. So we'll make sure all our watches working and stuff and all set to the same time. So off they went. So it's that time when I'm meant to be back and I'm missing two guests. I'm like, where, the, where are these people? Like, I've already got two warnings. If I go back onto the ship and I don't have these two guests with me, I'm going to get the sack and that's it, I'm gone. So I'm panicking. Completely panicking. I'm on this island, I don't even know, I don't, I, I don't know anywhere. Like, where do I go look? And these guests are like, oh, I can't believe they've gone. Do you want us to stay with you? I'm like, no, 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 no. Look, if it was two ladies, really nice ladies as well. They were really concerned about me. I was like, look, if if you go back for me, and if you just make them aware that I'm looking for these two guests. So I knew that the ship would depart at a certain time. So I knew I still had a little bit of time to kind of look. So I'm running all over this island looking for these two guests. Cannot find them anywhere. I'm like, I've got to go. Like, the ship is about to depart and it's going to leave me. Like, it, it won't wait around for you. I will not wait around. It's got thousands and thousands of guests on there. It's not going to wait around for little old Brad. So I left. As I got there, these two women were there and they were like, oh, we're so glad you're safe. We're so glad you're here. I was like, oh, like, you didn't have to wait for me. Thank you so much. And they were like, oh, yeah, the other two guests are already here. I was like, pardon? They went, yeah. They they decided they didn't like the island, so they came back straight away. I was like, wow. They went, yeah, they, they at least could have let you know. I was like, yeah, you're telling me. And there was me running around an island, panicking, thinking, oh, my God, I'm about to get the sack. Like, if I do not come back with these two guests, they are going to sack me. So, yeah, that was a crazy story. Um, but they were fun in all fairness. The shore excursions were fun. And it was a nice time to get off the ship and explore islands and explore locations. Like, I love Italy. I love Italy now, thanks to Disney. Like if I could live anywhere in the world, it would be Italy. Um, I went to Monaco. Oh, my God. How vibrant, how rich is that place? Monaco is the place to be. Like if you've got a dollar, woo, you can see why all the Formula 1 stars go there. Um, but, yeah, I've got to see so many amazing places I got to see like one of the top 10 beaches in the world in St. Lucia. Oh my God. The snorkeling experience that I did there, that was a shore excursion again. And that experience was it's phenomenal. Like The water was so clear. You could see all the coral. You could see all the fish. Oh, it was amazing. I got to experience so many good things working for a place like Disney. And I got to make so many good friends and I had wild pies I had a lot of sex I had some sex that was good I had some sex that was bad I made good friends I didn't really make any bad friends they were just people that I suppose I didn't get on with I've made friends for life like there are a few people that I met that I've made friends for life like Craig my best mate like, we went to Australia a couple of years back and we visited a girl called Skye. Again, a person in our class as a friend for life. Like, we stayed at her house and stuff and her family was so nice and that was all because of Disney. Like, it is a magical place. It's difficult, so, so difficult to work for the company when they have such high expectations. But they have such high expectations for a good reason. It's Disney. It's the biggest company in the world. 
like their profit margins, it's it's got to be astronomical, right? So I've got two warnings, and one more strike, and you're out. Unfortunately for me, um, I got a sack. So my first contract, I walked away with two warnings, but I was all good. Came back, they wanted me back, because I was really good with the gigs. Um, and I've got like some bits of paper here, and it's it's just like little like nice comments from the staff and stuff. I like a couple here, Brad, I was amazed by your presentation of the Disney game show. Keep up the good work, Ari. And that was the guy that trained me. Like Some of these comments are beautiful, and I've still kept them to this day. Because they mean so much to me. Like, hey Brad, just wanted to keep your spirits up by reminding you how good you are at your job. The kids love you. You have an amazing energy and you're totally genuine. Good job, Craig. And the reason for that message is I'm quite an outspoken person. So if I don't believe in certain things, I will voice my opinion. In staff meetings, I will be the one that speaks up. And... Unfortunately for me, people probably come to me and tell me issues, and this still happens to this day. They'll tell me issues or problems, and I'll voice their concerns. But then, when it comes down to it, those people that voice their concerns then kind of pipe down, and it just looks like I'm almost like a, a troublemaker, someone that's coming up with issues all the time. But I'm just a very outspoken person, and I fight for what I believe in. But this is one of my favourites. So it's... To Brett from Jean Noel. Now, Jean Noel was a guy from Mauritius. He was quite an older guy, in all fairness. He was older than all of us. Um, he was very quiet. He was very timid. And I remember seeing him on the ship, and he, he found it quite difficult to kind of mix with people. He was the only person in the youth activities that was from Mauritius. He didn't drink, and we were all quite younger than him. So he was there to earn money, because to him, he was earning loads of money. And I really loved the guy. Like, he was such a nice person. He was kind-hearted. So I kind of almost felt obliged to take him under my wing. And kind of not teach him as such because he knew what he had to do. But kind of take him under my wing and kind of show him, you know, that, that there was more to him as a counsellor than what he was betraying. He just... He just didn't believe in himself. He had to have somebody else believe in him. And that was me, and I loved the guy. Like, such a nice guy. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And it's, it's a shame I've never... Like, we never stayed in contact. Because he was just a beautiful man. And I'd love to see Harry's life panned out. And if he has any kids and stuff. And Yeah, he was, he was just, just a really nice guy. And this is probably one of the best comment cards. Uh, to Brad from Jean Noël, thank you for being great with all the programs and helping me to get better with the kids. You rock. That to me was probably one of the best cards I've got. I've probably got about, I don't know, say 20 cards here. But that to me was the one that meant so much. He was just this guy, and he was, he was very quiet at first, and I kind of brought him out of his shell. And he was a really good counsellor. I just, I saw it in him, that he had more potential to what he was showing. 
and the fact that kind of he recognised that as well, to me was was really good. It was really nice. So I've gone back onto my second contract. So the first contract was three and a half months. This was back in the day as well. So when you sign for another contract, you actually got a bonus. So I got like over a grand bonus. Um, and I went back. And everything was going okay. Until. So on one of the days, I did Dancing Under the Stars. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Dancing Under the Stars. Now, the next day, I had exactly the same program. But it wasn't called Dancing Under the Stars. It had a different name, but it was exactly the same. So I've gone up with my age anchor. And we've transitioned all the kids. So you always have two people with you. Um, if you have quite a big group, then you have obviously more cancers. So we've gone up onto the top deck. Um, where the basketball hoops are. And I've kind of said to the kids, right, kids, um, so we're meant to be doing Dancing Under the Stars, but who wants to play dodgeball? With that, 90% of the kids said me. So they've put their hands up. This is where I've gone wrong. So I've then said, well, my name's Bradley Smith, boys and girls, and I don't believe in rules, so let's rip up the rule book and let's play us some dodgeball. So at that point, all the kids are buzzing. But what I've said is, right, and for the people that wanted to do Dancing Under the Stars, what we're going to do is one side of the court is going to be dodgeball, and the other side of the court is going to be Dancing Under the Stars. So you guys still get to join in and do your program. So for me, I thought that was okay. I thought that was acceptable. I've, I've gave them the choice of two things. 90% of the kids wanted to play dodgeball. So I've gave them the choice. My age anchor at the time... Um, wasn't happy with this. She, she didn't speak to me or anything. She's just called the manager. So she's got on the radio, called the manager, and the manager's come up. And she said, you need to do Dancing Under the Stars. Because I can't remember what, the, what they called it. Otherwise. So I said, I am. I'm doing it on that side of the court. And this side, we're doing dodgeball. She's like, yeah, no, but you've, you've changed the programme. Well, I haven't changed the programme because I've still got it. It's just over there. And she's like, look, you, you need to do Dancing Under the Stars. And I was like, yeah, I know, but look, the kids are enjoying playing dodgeball. And she was like, right, okay, okay, okay. So she's kind of left it. My mistake was I should have said, yep, you're right. The programme is what it states, and we shouldn't differ from that. I didn't. I was a little bit rebellious, and I thought, no, I'm right. The kids want to play dodgeball. I've asked them what they want to do. They want to play dodgeball. So that's the right thing to do. So that's what I did. Um, after that, I kind of didn't really hear, any, hear anything about it whatsoever. And continued working like normal. Nobody really said anything to me about it. But um, Disney have got their own private island. I know, right? That own private island. Bear in mind, on this island, it's actually got the ship from Pirates of the Caribbean as well. The actual ship from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's amazing. So their own private island is an island called Castaway Key. Oh my God, it is beautiful. Um, oh, and the barbecues. Now, the food working aboard Disney was beautiful. It was amazing if you were guests. If you weren't guests, it was like rice, it was quick food, it was chicken. It wasn't that great. So I had like salad pretty much almost every day. 
but I was a bit rebellious, so I used to then go eat in the guest quarters, which you weren't allowed to do. Obviously, I didn't do it in my uniform. I used to get changed, and I used to go out, go grab some pizza, go grab some burgers, and just eat as a guest. And nobody kind of ever clocked on. But Castaway Key, oh, everybody loved it going there because the barbecues were amazing. Like, oh, such good food. And we just picked that. Picked that. Like, everybody just loved it. The beautiful island, just such a relaxing day. Such a good day. I loved Castaway Key. And come up to Castaway Key, and one of the managers said to me, Oh, Brad, I know you're scheduled to go out for Castaway Key, but can you stay inside for me? I was like, right, okay, yeah, that's fine. Straight away in my head, I'm like, I'm getting a sack. I'm getting a sack, and that's the reason why I'm not, that's why they're not letting me go. So I've said to Craig, straight away, I'm getting a sack. He's like, no, you're not. I was like, no, mate, I'm getting a sack. I went, that's the reason why they've not put me on Castaway Key. They've put me in here. I've got nothing to do. There's no kids in. I'm getting a sack. And he was like, no, oh, mate. I was like, trust me, I'm getting a sack. So, maybe in a bit of a dickhead, I decided to take an Xbox. <laughs> I took an Xbox 360, I was like, I'm getting a sack, I'm taking this bad boy with me. Um, they never used it or anything, so I was like, I'm taking this. Absolutely stupid, because the Xbox didn't even work in bloody the UK. So it was absolutely a waste of, waste of everything, really. Um, but yeah, I was that adamant that I was getting a sack. And lo and behold... Craig went to one of the managers called Mary, and Mary was like, there's nothing we can do. It's kind of gone against the programme. And I got told. So I was doing a programme with Jean-Noël. We was doing the Disney game show, which I absolutely loved. Um, I loved it. It was all like pyrotechnics, and it was just amazing. It was an amazing venue as well. It was almost like a proper game show, like a proper TV game show. So I loved it. I thrived upon it. And me and Jean-Noël have been talking for quite a while about doing this and we was going to mix it up a little bit but make it really good and entertaining and they pulled me from it they pulled me from it they were like yeah you're not doing the game show um, you're actually leaving tomorrow and they pulled me from the show and that's how I got told I kind of knew anyway I knew I was getting a set but I didn't know it was going to be like that quick and that was it I was given the push um, I had my two previous warnings of being late and then for not following through the programme, although I did it on one side, they weren't impressed. So that night we was in Breakers, which is the crew bar. And they yeah, just like told everybody on that and everybody was buying me drinks and you know, there were tears and stuff and it was awful. It was awful just leaving my family. And that's the thing, when you're aboard a ship, feelings are so enheartened and your friends then do become family. So there was the mum aboard. The mum was Kirsty. There was like your dad, which was Jorge. It was amazing. Like, just you did have, you had like a family there. And I had to say goodbye to that. So it was difficult to then kind of tell my parents, oh, by the way, I'm coming home early because I've got a sack. That was a bit, uh, a bitter pill to swallow to say the least. The connection on the ships was awful as well. Like It was literally like old school dial-up internet. Because obviously you're on a ship. And this was in 2007. So you would literally be on Facebook and it would be like, £10 gone. Bing! And that's just you opening up the page. So to tell my mum and dad 
cost me quite a bit as well and I got put on a flight to Barcelona that's where we was at the time stopped at Barcelona and I was off I was off with another girl another girl got the sack never found out why she got the sack though I don't know what she done, but she got us out. But she actually got escorted off as well. Whereas I didn't get escorted off. Um, but yeah, that was kind of my Disney story. And in all fairness, I think everything does happen for a reason. Because after that, I then met Jamie. And then a year later, well, two years later, we didn't have a kid. So everything does happen for a reason. But I wish... My time was longer on Disney. Like Craig stayed on there for like a couple more contracts. And in all fairness, he, he said like too much has changed and stuff, and he found it quite difficult. But even to this day, I still apply now for Disney. In all fairness, I haven't applied in probably about two years. Um, but I kept on applying because I wanted to have that satisfaction of them offering me a job and then me saying, no, I don't want it. Because I felt, I felt, I felt as if, not I was pushed at, but it wasn't justice in my eyes. Like, did did I did I mess up that bad? Not really, because I still had dancing on. It was just on one side of the court. So was it really worthy of getting a sack? I don't think so, but this is a huge company and obviously you know they have their guidelines and stuff, so it is what it is. There are people still working in there that I was working with and people go back as well from when I was working with. So there's a guy called Ryan. I believe he's still on there. The Scottish guy has been on there for years. Edson, he's still on there. He's been there for years. But since since Disney, I've always looked at other kind of ships and felt, oh, you know what, I could do that. I've worked for Disney and stuff. And so at one point, I was going to work for Royal Caribbean, being these over degree. Then I was going to work for Carnival, but they kind of messed me over. So I done like a program again. What was it called? Hashtag. Oh, what was it? I done this. I done this quiz game show. And I hashtagged it. This was like when Twitter was like kind of first that something. Oh, hashtag Tiger Mania. So um, I did my audition for Carnival. Completely smashed it. But in my interview, I said to the lady, "Have you got a pen, darling?" That did not go down well. Obviously, it's unprofessional. I look back at it now, and it's cringeworthy. But at the time, I was very much like that, darling, Han, sweetheart. Um, so I said, darling, she did not appreciate that. So they they offered me the job and then they actually retracted that job because I said, darling. Then they offered me the job again after I spoke to them and then they retracted the job again because I smashed up a telephone box when I was 16. When I was 16, I smashed up a telephone box. Wasn't on a record as such, but it was a caution. So something actually came up on a record and they then said, oh no, we're not going to give you the job because of this. So I got some money out of them because I paid for certain items and stuff, and I said, look, you've offered me the job, I've I've brought stuff for this, so, you know, you need to kind of give me a refund for that. Um, and last year, I went for a job with the same company, Carnival, 
and I got it. Got the job. It was meant to be sailing away. And then Disney happened. America happened. Paid for a holiday. Obviously got put in Orange County prison. And they were like, whoa, you need to make sure you can get a visa to America. So that job is still open, in all fairness, at the moment. Um, I've recently emailed them, giving them dates that I can actually um, attend and make to work. So I'm waiting on them to come back to me to see what they say. Because it would be nice to go back on a ship and see if I can still do it. Plus, money-wise, it's beneficial as well for the family. I do have two kids. But money-wise, uh, the job I'm in at the moment doesn't earn great, so beneficial for the family but yeah so that was me working for Disney super hard job but amazing magical moments beautiful moments cringeworthy moments at times I cried at times I'm not at times I laughed a lot I cried had a lot of sex I had cringeworthy moments whilst having sex I look back on there and think what the so yeah, that was Disney, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. And I hope to see you guys soon. Much love, peace and love.